Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Tatum. Hey guys, we're Tatum. glad you're joining us. Tatum. Sing it. Tatum. Uh-oh. You know that when we were in Mexico doing ministry years ago, they called you Tatum. I know, I heard it. They said, we want to welcome Pastor Chris and Tatum. Come say greetings to the people. I was like, okay, I'll answer to that because I'm sure I botched people's names. But they said it all in Spanish and then Tatum. Yeah, here I am. Yes, you are. I and was, yeah. Yeah. Hey, for those of you that are listening, big shout out to every one of you that share this podcast and invite your friends uh, to be a part of it. Hey, this weekend is our grand opening celebration. Can you believe it? At the church. <sighs> We've waited so long for this and have prayed so many prayers and seen God open door after door after door to make a way for this um It's the day week to be that here. changed the world. And it's so sweet how it happens on Easter for us just personally, because that's really the true celebration is Jesus. And it's like accompanied with a great celebration of the miracle of Life Fellowship and this new building and everything. Awesome. Yeah. So if you don't have a church home and you live in the Dallas area, um, I come want you to come and, and be a us. part of our uh, um, Good yeah. Friday services, yeah. two of them, and then five Easter services. Yeah. And Two on Saturday. if you're somewhere else, you can also watch us online. Yeah. And a joint church online. Consider this your invitation, though. We would love to meet you and to I'm say doing hi. something crazy that if we have over 2,000 people in person for uh, our five Easter services, I'm calling it the pushover challenge. Yes, you are. Thank God I'm not doing this, but... Um, They're going to push me out of an airplane. I'm going to yeah. have to skydive. I, and I, you, people have no idea how you petrified I am. You always up for these crazy challenges. I am petrified of heights. I know, but you picked it. I'm, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You said yes. But we're the, they're going to record it, and then we'll play it the next week in church. That's... If we hit 2,000. Yeah, that's going to be great. I think for sure we're going to hit 2,000. I think without any doubt, you're going to jump. There's that. I don't know. I'll my, be on the my, ground waiting for you. My, my <laughs> faith is really... Uh, it, it doesn't go past 1,990. I have more faith than that, though. You're jumping, and someone needs to be there to pray you through. Well, then you better bring somebody, because it ain't going to happen um, unless you bring one. <laughs> now, I wanted to talk today about uh, something that I think is so fitting on this Easter week, because um, the Lord suffered in, in immense ways. Um, not just physically, what he went through spiritually, emotionally, everything. He was betrayed. He was uh, falsely accused. Yeah. He was mistreated. He was rejected. He was He was mocked. Abused. He was he everything. Was, yeah. And a lot of times believers come along and they think, well, if I'm a Christian, I don't ever have to go through tough times. If because, you just live long enough, you know that's not true. But, you know, people have a perspective that if I give my life to the Lord, then everything's going to change. It's going to be peachy and easy. We just think that, oh, my, the blessed, blessings blessed, of God blessed. are going to just always overtake me. And mm -hmm. if I don't always have blessings, then something must be wrong in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a little bit or a lot of the Western version of Christianity. Yeah. Western version was a great way to explain it because I think Americans do see 
we have a high, an expectation of like living above that somehow that we have an exception that the rest of the world can suffer, but don't mess with us because we're Americans, kind of a pride thing. Paul the Apostle in Romans uh, chapter 8, 18, he, he said this, and, and he's one of my heroes. He said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And I don't know, for me, many people actually believe that if, our, if, if their circumstances would change, then they won't have to suffer. You know, if I had a different boss, if we went to a different school, if we were in a different financial situation. And honestly, I, I think that God wants us to become so mature in whatever it is that we go through mm-hmm. that we would be so mature and stable that, that even when none of our circumstances are turning out good, mm-hmm. we would still think, God's do, using this to develop something in me, yeah. And I'm not gonna, f- I'm not gonna fight. And you, against- we could still see that He is good, like even when life isn't, or our own personal situation isn't, that we can look past our suffering and our pain and remember, like He's still good. This doesn't mean He's a bad father. He's good in the midst of it. That takes a lot of maturity for sure. Yeah, it's the uh, suffering. So, like when even when you like work out. In that suffering, uh, it actually is developing your body to become stronger and stronger and stronger. I think the same thing happens when we suffer in uh, yeah. in our faith. Yeah. The times that I've had more pressure put on me, yeah, and I've had opposition come against me, are the times that I've really matured and I've grown in my faith. Yeah. Well, yeah, it takes that in anything. You know, you probably heard this um, illustration before, but when you think about like the growth of um, a tree. I read once a story about how they um, find and build the mast, the ship, yeah, mast for a sailboat. This long, huge, very strong, doesn't break in the wind. And it happens, um, they would clear out trees around a forest of this one tall tree on that a hillside. they're going to grow up on the hill. And they, they remove the trees around it. So the force of the wind is only hit on that one tree. It's not got other trees protecting it. It blows in full force against that one tree. And that causes its roots to grow deeper and deeper and deeper and the tree to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So they let it be exposed to the elements all on its own and it actually strengthens it. And then they take that tree when they cut it down and they can use uh, as a mast. As, a as mast. the mast. Yeah, That's for, like the, the ship. It has to be the strongest part of, of those big ships you, that they used to build. Yes. And in the same way in our life, like if we aren't exposed to any suffering, to any challenge, to anything that feels harder than man, I don't think I'm going to make it. How then would we see that the Lord is who's going to sustain me? Because the truth is on our own, we can't make it. But if God is never going to leave us or forsake us, it's going to force those spiritual roots, if you will, to really dig down deep and find that anchor that they're connected to, our faith, and we're going to grow through it and be stronger because of it. You know, there's a bunch that are listening to me today that you are going through some suffering. And I don't know if it's with relationships or in your finances or in your health or in your emotions, or maybe there's just some other you know attack that you feel like is happening in your life. And I just want to encourage you to, uh, to recognize that God's going to give you a, a miracle. He's going to give you a victory. And mm-hmm. in the process of all that, he is going to develop you. And that's what Paul was saying here. Um. You know, a lot of times we look on social media and we see all of the victories that people have, and 
then when you compare it to your own struggles, mm-hmm. a lot of times you want to just throw in the towel and you're like, man, I don't know if I, everyone else seems to be getting victories. And it's in moments like that, that we've got to be reminded that God is wanting to develop something. So I want to talk about some reasons why Christians suffer. And um, these are what I would consider eight of the most common reasons why they're suffering in our lives. And, and what's what's the first one? The first one is because um, we go through suffering because of a lack of biblical knowledge. So the Lord said in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of... Knowledge. So yeah. a lot of times we're, we we experience difficulty, hard times, tough times, because... Because you can't, you don't. We've not been doing how, what God's yeah. word says. When yeah. you don't understand, it, a lot of times it, you'll, God's word will protect you from all kinds of things. Sometimes the suffering that we're experiencing is a cause of a lack of biblical knowledge. Yeah, and many times it's our own fault, right? Like we're to blame for, <laughs> oh, we made that decision, and this is the penalty of the choice we made because we did something that was outside of God's. That's will. the power of being in church every single week. That's the power of of uh, daily times with like the Lord. Reading your Bible and knowing what having uh, being in a life is. group and having the Bible poured into you, yeah, because it will protect you. Yes, it will. And I think even the power of having like surrounding yourself with some other believers, you know, and having friends who can say, you know, this is what the Word says. This is reminding us. So let me explain, explain, explain it like this. You remember when we were first trying to sleep train Blakely? Woo. I didn't know how to do that, and we were young, and I just did not know what to do with that. Now, what was I telling you oftentimes? I was like, let the girl cry, yes. she'll fall asleep. Chris was like crying out, and I'm like, I can, this, if you, so for those of you who are parents and you have a strong-willed child, <laughs> you can understand where I'm coming from here. This little baby girl of ours would scream her head like mad and angry persistent consistent for like longer than an hour she'd be going on like hour and a half and i'm like i my heart can't handle any more of this hour hour and a half 45 minutes whatever it was it was always like she was not giving up she was mad and she wanted the whole apartment to know Chris was like, rightfully, you know, at some point we need to let her cry it out. And I'm all, I'm going in to rescue her because this has been a long, after 30 minutes, how long can we go? Anyway, and there's, it's hard. But when, when, when you don't know how to do something, yeah. like the knowledge is there. Yeah. But when we don't know what, yeah. what to do about it, that's when we suffer. That's when we go we through. Suffered. <laughs> we went through a lot of suffering. <laughs> we suffered. <laughs> but I like, yeah, yeah, I did everything different with the second child. You know, yeah. the first, I'm like rock her to bed every night. I wanted to. I'm just going to rock her. Well, then the girl didn't know how to fall asleep unless I rocked her. And then, anyway, all, we did all the mistakes at the, first The point is Ah, that, there she is. She just uh, walked by the window A right lack now. of knowledge. Yes. Brought a lot of suffering and no sleep to our lives for yeah. like almost two years. So, hey, everybody, get in the Word. Here's the second thing, and that's word. this. <laughs> and sleep train your babies right off the bat. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two. Hey, we also suffer because of disobedience. Well, I tell Let's you, boy, I had some it. of that when I was a kid. Woo. 
Did we all did? We I was disobedient, did. and man, my rear end sure did. Yeah. It suffered. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I was talking in church, and Mama didn't want me to do that were, ever. Hold on, tell us how old you were. Let's paint the picture in a real story. Five, you were kind of young, four. right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'd have to sit in the service with my mom, and mm-hmm. I remember one time, she's like, "If you do this one on, more time, there was no kids' church. No, back not in the on day. Sunday. It was Sunday night. Okay. She's like, "If you do this, if you talk one more time, and Mama was strict." She, and yeah. she's like, "All right, we're going." She so play. she just pick up, pick my hand, and we're started. And this is where they had she pews. She was going to take you to spank your bottom outside in like the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, not outside, but I mean, out not the, in the auditorium. Uh, not in the auditorium. Yeah. So she was taking me out, and she's holding my my hand as I'm walking, and I'm like crying out to everybody, "Everybody, please help, help!" <laughs> I was begging, I was pleading <laughs> with people to help. Did you really? <laughs> oh, I, I begged help with everyone. Me. Yeah, please help me, because I, I knew what was going down. Mama didn't play. <laughs> when she said, a spanking's coming, a spanking is coming. And a lot of times we go through suffering in our lives, uh, and we experience uh, difficulty because of yeah. our own disobedience. Because we know what we should do, but then we haven't done it. So like God it. says, hey, don't touch that hot iron Yeah. while you think, well, I'm going to touch it. Well, what happens? Yeah. You suffer. And God has many things in his word that... Maybe you do know that, that maybe it's not like the the previous one. You have knowledge about this. Yeah. And you still do it anyways. Yes. And a lot of times that will create so, suffering, suffering, pain. That's so true. And I think oftentimes we can get our heads um, into, try to talk ourselves into thinking is what I'm trying to say, that, oh, I'm going to do it anyway because if I do it God's way, then I'm not going to have fun, then I'm not going to have... Um, it's just going to be boring, right? But I think what we have to remember is that the boundaries God sets in his word for us as kids are there to protect us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're there they're there because like he there's a right way, there's a plan that God has for your life, for your relationship, for your parenting, whatever. That's there because he cares and he loves you in the same way that you said, "Oh, don't touch the iron." Like as parents, we're not telling our kids don't touch the iron because we don't want them to have fun with the iron because it's going to burn you. Like So God doesn't give us his word for his benefit. He does it for our benefit. Exactly. Isaiah 119 says, if you're willing and obedient, that's the important part, you will eat the good of the, of the land. And I think that's an important thing. We, we can't just know God's word. Now we have to be willing and obedient to do what he says. Yeah. And when we don't, don't be surprised. Here's the third thing. And that's this. We go through suffering to purify and test our faith. I have seen so many people just shocked. By, I've been shocked. By what? By some of the trials that have come my way. Oh, yes. Like, I'm like, oh. and We didn't know it was going to be so hard. I didn't know it would be so do- tough. Well, God never allows you to stay in your same level where you're at. He grows you. Think about some of the trials and testing that, that you experienced when you uh, 20 years ago. They'd be laughable now. Were they? I'm trying to think. No, I mean, you'd easily be able to rise above that because you've grown in your faith and in your your maturity. And a lot of times we cry out to God in the middle of all this. We're like, God, you know, rescue me. And God's saying, no, I'll rescue you, but I want you to learn something. Grow through it. Yeah. Because he wants to purify you. Yeah. He wants to test you. He wants to, because he's got greater things for you, but he can't trust you with those things. We start with the small, right? 
We start Don't with those despise small. The, despise the small beginnings. I know. I was going to say, I was just thinking, trying to think of a quick analogy of like, what was so hard for me 20 years ago that right now I would be like, oh, God grew me through that. And you know what it was? The mm. first thing came to mind. When Chris and I were first married, I was a teenager. I was very young. We got married when I was 18. And I was very, very, very shy, kind of like painfully shy. And um, regardless of that shyness, I was like needed to be the junior high girls Sunday school teacher. Like I'm married to the youth pastor's wife. We need a girl's teacher. Youth pastor. Oh yeah. I'm married to the youth pastor. I'm the wife. (laughs) Anyway, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Like I cannot teach Sunday school. I don't want to talk in front of these girls, whatever. Just like was a huge stretch. Like that just made me so uncomfortable and I got so nervous and I felt like nauseated every single Sunday. I never got like comfortable. I never felt like, oh, this is good. I'll just walk right in. It's going to be easy. Never. We were there like over two years. Never. Anyway, when I think how difficult that felt for me at the time and now seeing where the Lord's grown me to. Now, I'm not like raising my hand to teach Sunday school because it's just... but. You know, I wouldn't have that same like. Now I think that Tatum should anxiety. preach on a Sunday. I think she would do good. Stop it, Chris Lindbergh. <laughs> that's you trying to be like. That's the devil. Be quiet right now. That's, that's your next level. That's not the, the Lord. The Lord is wanting to stretch your faith, <laughs> and He's using your husband. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, here's the fourth uh, reason why we go through suffering, and that's because we have a need for brokenness. So. The, the word brokenness freaks people out, but it's it's really not a bad word. So God doesn't want to break your spirits, but he does want to break that outer shell. And the flesh a lot of times prevents him from, um, from being all that he wants to be in and through us. So he wants to break out of us uh, pride, rebellion, selfishness, independence. You know, mm-hmm. and as much as we hate it, suffering seems to bring us mm-hmm. to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I as much as I hate it, uh, going through suffering, I am thankful for the results of it uh, because it breaks you. I, let me say it like this: I would ne- I don't want to. I don't want to stand behind a leader that doesn't have some scars. Yeah. I can't follow somebody that, that that doesn't have some battle wounds, that has been through some difficulty. And I think brokenness allows the presence of God to flow out of those wounds. You know, I tell our life group leaders all the time, um, listen, you know, if somebody's going through massive difficulty in their marriage mm-hmm. and they've maybe been divorced or they're going through all this shame and this guilt, they don't want to hear from me. I've never been through that. The best person to talk to them is somebody that has been broken, that has gone through that, because yeah, they can share in your suffering. They have have firsthand experience, and then now they have compassion. Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of. I think that's the beauty that comes from the ashes of suffering, is that in so many ways you can relate to someone else who suffers in the same way, even though you wish that you never had to experience the pain or the heartache of what you've been through, you now have the ability to love and to care and to have compassion for someone else who has hurt so badly. out of those badly. broken points of your life. And out of that comes yeah. the most beautiful. You know, though they that have been forgiven much, love much. 
And maybe you're listening right now and you're going through just the ringer and it just feels like you're suffering. And there's all these attacks and things. Everybody, buck up under a little buckaroo. It's um, as, as tough as it is, God's using it. Yeah. He's using those broken pieces. Nothing, God doesn't believe in leftovers. He, he has something fresh yeah. he wants to flow through you right where you're at. And I would say the pain isn't for nothing. Like there's not, you may not see right now how God's using this, but you can trust in his word that he is a good God and he will make all things work together for your good. And that might be way down the road or it might be next week you know there's some way that the lord's going to take the pain and the suffering that you feel and the using it for good could be that you can encourage someone else look i made it through that and i know what it's like i know what you feel and god carried me through which actually brings into our next our fifth reason and i didn't even realize this but uh we go through suffering to build compassion so yeah. compassion really is born out of experiencing similar Pain, right? similar problems. Yeah. So if you've lost a loved one to cancer, think about how much compassion you have towards somebody else that is struggling with a family member or somebody that's going through through cancer. Like yeah. your heart goes out to them. Yeah. Yeah, because it you know does what something like. on the inside of you. It's true. The Bible says in Hebrews 4:15, it says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, and yet he did not sin. And it encourages the fire out of me to know that Jesus knows what I'm going through. So I don't have I, I don't have a best friend in Jesus that is just up in heaven and going, man, I have no idea what it's like to yeah. go through that. To be down there on earth and to have, have like friends betray you or have a stepdad or have a, you know, everything that he, the Lord lived through. People forget that, the, that Jesus had a stepdad. Yeah, like half brothers. And, you know, like he knows so many of like- Came from a blended the family. The temptation that we face and the heartache that we feel to be hurt, to be forgotten, to feel neglected, to be hungry, all of those things and even more. Than we can imagine, and your pain, everybody, listen to this, is never wasted. It's never wasted. It's true. It it does something on the inside of you. It it's going to bring about this compassion that is going to rise up on the inside of you, and it's going to reach out to to other hurting people. In fact, I, I would say it like this: um, a lot of times, your pain is an indicator of the purpose that God has for you on this earth. It is many times. I think an important important uh, part to make here is is almost though that we have to choose to allow God to use that. Do you know what I mean? We can sometimes hurt so badly. Life can be so hard and the suffering can sometimes feel so great that you think, how in the world can God ever do anything with what I've experienced with the pain that I feel? And it can either push you far from him where you just think there's no way God is real. There's no way he's near. I don't believe that. You can totally turn away from him which is not at all what God wants. And that's what the enemy is that's te- what telling the enemy you. He's lying. Yeah. Push you away, push you away, reject the God who actually died for you to have a relationship with you. But it's your choice. It's You can decide, no, I'm going to take the pain and the suffering and the hurt and all the questions that none of this really seems to make sense to my logical brain. And I'm going to bring it to you, Jesus. And you said that I can take my heavy burden and I can lay it down at your feet. I can exchange this heaviness and you're going to 
give me something that's light. You're going to take this upon yourself because I can't carry it. And you can let it draw you to him and really let him show you in this time of suffering that he is near, that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, that he will make a way where you don't see a way. Like it's it's a make it or break it. You you come to him, you trust him, he will show himself faithful and he'll prove who he is to you or you can reject and and, and we're not going to do that. No, you're going to have yeah, the right mindset, uh, a heart full of faith that says, no, we're going to, God's going to turn yeah. this around for the good. Yeah. Here, Here's the sixth thing. We go through suffering to encourage others. So you think about Paul the Apostle. Uh, there, there were so many things that God allowed him to go through simply to serve as an object lesson for other people. You know, um, he said in Philippians 1.14, he says, because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Yeah. So he's saying, man, everything because that I'm, I'm going through- Because I'm in jail, because I'm imprisoned. I get yeah. to encourage all these other people. And Unbelievable. If, if, if you're going to be someone that God uses, you're going to need to face some tough circumstances. I think the greater that God use some, uses somebody, the more deeply that person has had to emo- had had moments that they were deeply wounded. I think. I, I mean, think you think you about Jesus. Right. You yeah. think about Paul. You think about David. You think about Abraham. You yeah. think about jo- uh, Joseph. Yeah, all of them, and how much they. Everybody, don't give up in the middle of the suffering. Understand that God is using this. It's not fun. God didn't make that bad thing happen. Yeah, he didn't. But he wants to use it to develop something on the inside of you that you're going to find your purpose. I, again, I'm going to say it again. I, I do believe that in your pain is found your assignment. You know, a lot of people that have gone through um, all kinds of tragedies. Yeah. You know, what, what out of that tragedy, what do they do? They mm-hmm. birth all kinds of... Like a ministry or I'm like gonna a... I'm going to do a ministry and I'm going to yeah. reach out to orphans. We're going to do yeah. mothers against drunk driving. They, they uh, okay, we're going to, hey, I was a first time guest and nobody ever talked to me and I finally connected. What do they do? They start, okay, I need to Becoming be Becoming the answer to that problem or the pain that they face. And I think that there's so much power in what you're just saying right now is that it we have to be willing to share our testimony to give a story of of what we went through to talk about the pain you have to get to a place in your life where you can say this happened to me so you know this verse it says like they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony well what is your testimony it means what you survived mm-hmm. holy cow this is part of what i made it through god brought me through your testimony is a part of the pain like it's something hard that you thought, I'm not going to make it, but now I have a testimony because look, God brought me through. I made it. So you help others overcome. Yes, by the blood of the lamb, by the death of Jesus Christ, his sacrifice helps us overcome, but also in the word of your testimony. So sharing that suffering, not only now you have compassion for someone else, but it comes back to there's a, there's a, there's a calling. There's like a purpose in what you went through. And that's part of what you were just saying, because yep, don't give up, there's everybody. There's purpose in it. There's don't purpose give up. in it. 
you got a bunch of eyes on the back of your head watching you. You got a story to tell. You got some kids watching you. Maybe you have some friends in school. You got coworkers. You have neighbors, family members. Yeah. And one day you will testify of what God did after this season mm-hmm. is over. You're going to You give- know you make me want to shout. Throw my <laughs> hands up and shout. Come on now. Okay. Wow. Okay. Y'all. And y'all just suffered through uh, my, my singing. Here's the seventh one. We go through suffering because of the word. Okay? Explain this so, to me. All right. I'll explain this one. I think that sometimes we suffer attacks from the enemy simply because we are involved with the word of God. Didn't Jesus say that people that um, hear the word of God, when someone receives it, what does Satan do? Yeah. He immediately what does what? He immediately goes to attack that person yeah. well, to he, steal the word out steal. of their yeah. heart. And he knows that the word is going to strengthen your life. He's going to cause you to be victorious. It's going to it's gonna bless you. And so by the fact that you are hearing the word, you've got a target on, on your back. And I think that's why it's imperative that we... Um, that that you resist the devil from trying to steal that word out of your heart. Amen. Here's the last one. We go through suffering because we live in a fallen world. So the fact is, we, we, live, we live in a world that yeah. is... You can be making all the right choices and serving God and doing the right thing, and you're still going to face pain in life, difficulty in life. Jesus said, um, and John, he said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have yeah. trouble. Yeah. There's your promise right there. <laughs> People say, can't, can't you be more positive? I'm pro- Okay, I'm positive. You're going to have trouble mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. But then he says this, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Wow. Talk about a promise. Yeah. Talk about a promise. Hey, everybody, don't lose heart. The devil always attacks before God promotes. That's true. And so hopefully when, when you understand some of the reasons for suffering, it'll give you the courage not to throw in the towel, not to give up. If you give up, you can never see the victory. Yeah, yeah. Listen, before God ever does something great through you, he first, first wants to do something great in you. And he's doing something in you right now. Yeah. And, um, and I think the person that showed us how to live uh, through the suffering, through the through the worst moments, through the bad days is Jesus uh, on the cross. Mm-hmm. Good a day we call Good Friday. Good day for us. Worst day ever for him. And even in the middle of all that, he he followed through and he finished. He finished. And I believe that you and I are going to do that same thing. We're going to finish the task and the assignment that God has for us. Amen. Well, hey, everybody, it's going to be a wonderful week. Um, I'll see many of you at our Good Friday services and our Easter services. Bring somebody with you, and um, let's experience the power of the cross and experience the life-changing power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love you, everybody. God bless you. Bye-bye. Have a great week.